morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's finally good to see you. I know. Yeah, this is great. Can you hear me okay? I've just got this on. Yeah, little... you're perfect. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we're going in live in three, two, one. Welcome to the Play Radio Station, Brittany. Hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you. Like, this is exciting. We've been talking for months. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, thanks to Clubhouse, you know, and we've really grown and we've shared some rooms and seeing you and talking to you is a whole different experience. And I think that should happen for people when they're online because you can't really see people. So there's that social media distance. But when it comes to like this, a podcast, it's like, oh, this is even better. <laughs> right. Talking to no, it's great. I'm really excited. <laughs> Me too. How's everything going with you? Good. Um, it snowed here, so I, I told you I recently moved to Vermont. This yeah. is the third time it snowed, and we're like oh nearing the end goodness. of April, so it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's all snow. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> I think we got like three or four inches. Um, so we've already, we ran out, we had to grocery shop. So, you know, boring wow. morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what time do they open in the morning? What time do they open in the morning? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, you were breaking a little bit. Is it not coming through? Okay, we good. Mm-mm. Okay, we good now. We're good. Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're good now. I know, like it keeps on breaking. I don't know why, but I don't know. It's technology sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, if we need to, what ha- what worked for me last week is I turned my video off and okay. we were able to yeah. make that work. That's different. Let's see. Let's hope. Hopefully, you know, we don't get cut out. <laughs> yeah, I'm crossed my face. <laughs> yeah. I was asking, what time do you guys open your grocery stores? I think it's about 7 or 8. We got there about 8.30. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. They open really early. That's good. Yeah. That's what is true. it around you where you're at? Well, it's around like eight, nine. I've never really gone at seven. Maybe if it's like for other people, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they would open for the first hour for just only for, yeah. But I've never really gone at that time. But I think morning is usually better because there's less people. You can get yeah. what you need. It's fresh. You, you know, you can just get out quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There were like 10 people, I think, at the grocery store when we got there. And wow. half of them were employees, so it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so good to have you here. I, I want people to let, I want people to know more about you and what you do and why you're here today. Why am I here? Um, so I'm a massage therapist. I also advise other massage therapists on what they can do to start and run their own massage practices. Um, I've had my own for over six years. I've been licensed for over eight. And I just love helping people help themselves, whether that looks like me showing a client how they can help themselves between sessions, or if it's me showing a massage therapist how they don't have to spend a crap ton of money and a lot of time to get a practice up and going. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like my strong suit, and I really love it. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Now, tell us more about the importance of massage therapy because people hear it and they either think left or right. <laughs> you know, it's not a it's not a straight process thought because not everybody has gone through that therapy session nobody has really had themselves crack their bones cracked everyone's really felt you know sometimes they may not even want to stretch so the people who have no idea about this and why it's important how do you bridge that gap that's a great point so part of what i love with using social media instagram in particular is that you really get to showcase and show people what you do and how you're different and why they should book with you so i am not the person that you go see for the relaxation Swedish massage that you would go to like a fancy spa. And that's kind of like the bulletin that I put up first thing when I talk to people. I'm like, this is not this. I'm not your girl. If that's what you're looking for, <laughs> like, I can point you in that direction, but that's not me. Um, so there's different types of massages. And when I'm working with a client who's new to massage therapy period, I really like to get them to think through what is it that's going on with your body? What are you noticing? What are your goals? And I'll even have that conversation with people when they're calling me to book. And that's why I like not having online booking on my site, which we can get to eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I like having that phone call because I can talk with someone and hear what they're saying, but I can make sense of that in my massage therapist brain and say, okay, you know, if you're looking for more of like a foot massage for the whole hour, that's reflexology, go talk to so-and-so. Um, so yeah, there's different types of massage styles asking really good questions of the massage therapist is important the massage therapist asking you really good questions is important and that's something that i don't see happening from either side really frequently so that's something that i like to open people's eyes to whether it's a client or a massage therapist um yeah, there's different you know there's a place to place so yeah, does that kind of cover a little bit of what you're asking just about? Just say the, the last part. I think you broke out just a little bit. The last part of what you said is very important. So could you say that one more time? What what was that? Toward, like it was toward <laughs> <laughs> it was towards the end because because <laughs> you were talking about how both sides do not really exp express themselves because of that okay. disconnect like they don't know how to express that especially on first appearance or first impression yeah so the client asking really good question client that's something i don't, don't see that happens very often and that's what i really like to to work really for both sides to try to like pull it out of them so mm. for example like i had a conversation with a massage therapist before i left north carolina and he was like, well, what, what do you do? What type of work do you do? What does it look like? And I'm like, you know, gave him my spiel. I do focused work. I use myofascial release, massage cups, et cetera. And, you know, I gave my answer pretty quickly, pretty succinctly. And then, you know, I want to know what he does. So I'm like, well, what about you? And I got this very like ethereal, airy fairy answer. And me as a massage therapist, if I don't understand what you're saying and you're my peer, how in the heck are our clients going to understand what you're saying? So that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Like I like to pull that out of massage therapists and then for clients, I just like to ask better questions so they can get matched with the therapist. That's going to give them what they're looking for. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So the questions and answers are very important in the process, even before starting the massage therapy session. 
Exactly, because if you walk into, I mean, you've gone in for massages like we've talked about, and if you go into a session and or if you're looking to book a session and you aren't matched with the right person, the personality is off, the style of work is off. Here's an example that I hear frequently. My clients will go somewhere else for whatever special occasion, they're out of state, whatever the case may be. They come back to me and they're like, you know, I'm always curious, like, how was it? What did you like about it? Was it good? And half the time they're like, Neh. it's kind of like that want, want answer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what happened? And nine times out of 10, if they're unhappy, it's the massage therapist didn't listen to me. It wasn't the style I was looking for. It didn't meet my expectations. You know, a lot of times it was really the person didn't listen to me. So I, I don't know if you've seen it, but on Instagram, I'm frequently joking about how my superpower is listening. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this last year, I'm like, just use, use these two things and then make sense of it with what's in between them. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And people don't usually think through that because there's already walls that have been built based on either a lot of practices or experiences or setups, upbringings. You know, there's so many factors. Some people don't know how to swim. Some people don't even like touching water, but you shower, you know, so it's like it's a dichotomy effect. Like you don't really understand the value of swimming after, you know, working out, which feels good for me. And I love doing that, but somebody else would not even dive in because they don't want to drown. That's their first problem. Not right. even how is this going to help me? <laughs> you know, so like, I don't die. I exactly. Don't I don't want to die. I don't want to drown. I just, I just want to touch the, the shore. I just want to be on the shore. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because everybody is entitled to what they want. But when you think about the other side of fear, which is courage to now start asking those questions and being more open and being more recipient that's where most massage therapists i think need to build that culture rather from a corporate perspective which is possible because they come in they get their service they make their payments Mm -hmm. everyone's happy but i think it's better if you go to a place where there's cultural standards that actually you go to just like you go to chick-fil-a and you know that when you get your 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 food you'll be like my pleasure you know you know that that's coming because it's a cultural setup and at the same time it's very Cutches, you know there's that chivalry there's that there's that approach to like we care about your food enough to actually yeah. thank you for being with us today you know so yeah it changes the paradigm shift of this is not just food this is actually a service that is providing for both parties to repeat itself again but massage therapist you can go once today and go back and again next year or god knows when you're going to go next <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, if it's covid you're going to be waiting like six to nine months <laughs> exactly even from home like the intimacy people you know massaging themselves just massaging your toes you know little things people don't yeah. see those things so how do they even start realizing that this is important so i definitely want to touch on the um the self-care at home and the self-massage but before we jump too far away the experience that you're talking about with chick-fil-a like you know what experience you're walking in for and i pride myself on that's like a that's something that i'm really strong with so you know same thing like going back to that first initial touch point with clients when they call me or when they email me i'm going to walk them through step by step here's what the process is going to look like here's where we are it's like that map that you see like in a, like an apartment complex it's yeah like, here's the dot here's where you are here's where we're gonna go like this is what it's gonna look like right because if you can you know talking about the fear and talking about the courage it's a big thing for someone to come in book a session especially if they've never had a massage before 
they're trusting you. Like they're gonna remove their clothing. That boundary is coming away most of the time. Yeah. That boundary is coming away. They are like completely at your mercy. Mm. And that's a power that I really don't like seeing mess with. Whole other train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whole other train. Of no, thought. we have to talk about that though. Don't we'll don't don't there. pass that train. <laughs> I really like it when a massage therapist or anyone, chiropractor, acupuncturist, doctor, walk me through it and don't make me ask for that because people won't ask. So really just laying it out for people. And it's the same thing with like web design and Pinterest. Like we can lay it all out for people. We can explain it. So they're like, okay, cool. I know exactly what I'm walking into. This is how this is going to go. And if they are into it, great. They're going to book. They'll come see you. They'll be so thankful. If it's not a fit for them, they'll know right then and there. So the experience is huge. I love that you touched on that. And that's obviously one of my pet peeves. So I'll get off my soapbox about that. And then we'll hop over to self-care and working on stuff at home. People now in our culture, we are so weirdly out of touch with our bodies. I think it's coming back. I think it's coming back into, into more of a prominent piece of our community and our just our lives. But that hasn't been a piece of it at all. You know, people will have migraines. They'll take a pill, it's gone, whatever, I'm done with it. That's it. They don't explore further, like, what's going on, what might that mean. Same thing with pain for, you know, coming in for a massage. People don't often even think about how that might be helpful for them. If you're dealing with lower back pain, if you're having foot cramps, if you're not sleeping, if you're having depression, there's a myriad of things that massage therapy can help with. You're kind of breaking up a mic going out of audio. No, you're perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? I mean, I get too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, that was perfect. So yeah, just like people mm-hmm. not knowing. <laughs> but is that kind of what you were talking about with, you know, just like you were talking about massaging your own feet. Just for me, that's one thing that comes to mind is that people just don't know how to drop in. They don't know what that means or what those what those um you know sensations or messages that their body is telling them they're one not able to make sense of it or two not even hearing it in the first place exactly and that that's the hearing part that people don't really get to experience because Mm -hmm. if you're being told my lower back hurts or my shoulder is a little you know dipped and or i can't move you know something and that person doesn't know and that person touches that area it kind of would have more of a pain effect that will now make you not trust them even less than you actually gave them that little window in the beginning. So those questions are not asked. Sometimes people are just introverts. They're just shy. They just don't want to talk. So And with the power differential too, like they, they, we touch on that in school all the time. Like we are the massage therapists in the room. They're the ones that have the power they're the ones that have the know-how and you're the vulnerable exposed person on the massage table so it's a big deal and they talk about it in school and then the flip side of that is you get a client you either get a client that's like oh it's fine everything's cool it's all right i actually made my instagram reel for today is about this (laughs) it's completely about like the client not speaking up yeah um which i try to 
I really try to encourage that even before the person's on the table. Mm. I make jokes. Like, I try to bring the walls down pretty quickly because I'm like, I need you to trust me. I need you to talk to me. I can pick up on stuff, but there's things that are going to happen in your body that I'm not going to know that I need you to express to me. Correct. Um, so you either get the people that don't communicate because of one reason or another, or you get the people that come in and they try to take control of the situation and they try to be the ones in the power seat and oftentimes in the not good power seat doing not great things with therapists. <laughs> right. So it's like this really weird, you know, whole span of things that can happen. Exactly. And I think the best way to really focus it on is the wellness of you doing this. Just like you go get a good haircut, you know, you go to the salon, you go get yourself some made up, you know, outfits, things that are really good that make you feel good outside. I think also feeling good inside is also important, like how you eat. You know, the last time I went to a massage, the first question they asked was, do you stretch? And the first thing that came to my mind is, I've not been working out COVID, you know? So <laughs> that was my excuse. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, um, yeah, that's a very good question. And that just made me think like, wow, if I'm feeling hard or tense on, and it stays like that, it's not going to be healthy going forward. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go back in the gym. And now I work out at least three times a week. Sometimes I go all, all six out of seven, you know. So sometimes I just want to work out, feel good. And I realize that it helps me too. It's not just me working out and not trying to get big or trying to lose weight. It's more so this is a mind thing. I'm sweating. You know, I'm feeling those electrolytes. I'm really being my best self, you know, in that moment that I can really say, okay, I worked out today. I feel good. You take a nice cold shower or you just have a relaxed, you know, jacuzzi, whatever you want to do with sauna, you know. Feel- I need to work out when you're working out. <laughs> I can go back on this. <laughs> just let's it. jump out. <laughs> so I, I, I definitely think that it's, it's, it's just based on what you want to do and how you want to do it. You can start at home, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, but I think intentionally if you want to feel better you're going to know how to get these things done and i love pinterest too because i've been ringing up pinterest in everybody from the email list to the podcast people are like where do you pick up pinterest from you've not been talking about it ever and i'm like <laughs> i'm like not because i haven't been talking about it but you guys have not been listening you know exactly that's a big one it's yeah. huge and I've, I mean even with Clubhouse and finding you on there and a couple other people I'm learning so much about Pinterest I'm like I thought I was doing Pinterest and I was honestly doing Pinterest a disservice so now I'm like okay what do I need to do <laughs> right because I think when you think about Pinterest as your your source of information it changes your Google search experience mm-hmm. that's what it does for me and mm-hmm. Google search experience is highly based on what you know and what you don't know. There's a split difference. So if you really want to take the time to enjoy yourself on social media, know what you're searching for because you could find anything you're looking for, really. So don't go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what you're trying to look for when it was on the first layer and you can now branch out to other things that could support that. So... Sometimes not everything is good, but at the same time, you have to know how to moderate them and why they're happening at the same time. So 
for you because it's a good thing you mentioned you know creating that self-care experience what would you say is the massage therapy culture around pinterest and user content user experience let me put it that way i'm i'm not seeing a whole lot you know now that i'm actually going in with a plan and a strategy and understanding how the platform works i'm not really finding a lot so you know i was coming up with i backtracked and i thought of like my ideal client what do i want to be known for what do i really want to put out there and share so i was coming up with different board names coming up with the keywords you know stuff that you're familiar with that i'm still like a baby at and I wasn't finding a whole lot for some of the topics that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So I was talking about it with our mutual friend, Crystal, and she's like, oh, you can own that space. I'm like, what? I can? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And not many people are talking about it because wellness, health, nutrition, good living, food, recipes, those things live on Pinterest like like a breath of fresh air. Like people mm-hmm. look for those things on a daily basis. They save them. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, they're and they're already there. Like that piece is there. I don't know that chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, PT, I don't feel like that's so much built up yet. So I'm it's really not. excited to get in there and like blow that up because I'm like, <laughs> I can do this. I got exactly. that. Exactly. Like, I, I really feel like you can because when you when you look at it, Pinterest is a place where you find anything and everything. You could find the amazing articles there you could just find an instagram post you could literally find anything so when you think about what you're creating as an authority i think pinterest would be the best place for you to start that because one you claim your website that shows that you're real it shows that you're authentic it shows that you have a, a strong foundation and then on top of that you're on social media supporting the same pinterest that you're using so now when people search for you, even though they, they don't know what your name is, they know what you do and they still find you. Then they get to see you, they get to know your name, they get to like what you say. You're building stories, you're building interactions. And then also the quizzes, you know, you have amazing classes, which I, I would love people to know about. And I want, I want it to be something that when you use Pinterest for, which is a positive place, you're giving them tips, quick tips. They're saving it. You have a blog about it. And now you become more visual, which allows them to even trust you, which is the end result of the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, you know, I mean, there, there's so much to do there. But when we had one of our rooms recently, we had the three blind massage therapists that came in and they were talking about how difficult it is for them to use that platform. So, and, you know, now that I'm in there, now that I know people like you and Crystal, I'm like, OK, how can we? I mean, can we talk to people at Pinterest? Is this even possible? Is there stuff that we can do on their behalf? Like, how can we make it so that everyone can... Because it's such a wealth of knowledge, and like you just touched on, it's a positive place, too. I mean, that's one of, the, like, my favorite social platforms, just because of... It's like, here, let me share things with you. Let me, like, give things to you. Let me, like, put a smile on your face. Because it's, like, silly stuff, informative stuff. It's just, I love it. It's great. It's amazing. And when you think about what people use Pinterest for... As a, as a board of inspiration, either a secret board or a private board or a public board, you see that when people make those things, they envision them one day to experience the same thing. Whether it's a trip, whether it's a, a flight experience, whether it's a tip on finances, whether it's anything that's around a quote or something inspirational, it creates that being that, okay, if somebody can do it, I can do it too. And then you start to get really focused on the why and then the right people start to come because Mm -hmm. the worst thing for you to have on Pinterest is a lot of followers or a lot of monthly viewers who 
are not following what you actually do yeah yeah and, and that's like that's throughout all the social platforms right like that's one thing that i'm seeing that people are just like i have so many people and it's like cool that's great i have a tiny group i think i mean it's like around 750 on instagram and but they're like so interactive and i've got dms every single day i've got people interacting with stories i've got you know likes comments like shares so it's a small but it's a mighty group just like my email list like everything i do is really powerful on a smaller scale and yeah. I'm cool with that because clearly I'm reaching people that, like you're talking about, are going to take action, are going to be involved, are going to just really like the information that's coming to them. So, yeah, I mean, just posting for posting's sake, even on Pinterest, like, you could, but it's probably not to your benefit or anybody else's. Exactly. It's not even about the the number of followers anymore. Because even Pinterest don't care about followers. People don't really... <laughs> that's one place I, I know people don't care about followers. You can have a 1,000 followers, 10,000 followers, two followers, and people are still going to follow you or find you or search for you or save to their boards because they're not focused on who, who you're following. They're focused on what are you adding to the table. And, mm-hmm. and that's where the connection comes in. Now I'm able to even make comments. You're supposed to participate. I make comments on people's posts and I see them actually respond with their own comment. Then other people like it. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. You know, you're yeah. actually adding value. You're not telling me, hey, check out my page. No no one wants to hear that. We all know that's clickbait. <laughs> we, we, this is 2021, <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're good. You know, so it's more now, what are your two cents and what what are you actually saying because there was there was a story pin it's still gonna and it's new so i think it's still gonna make some waves in someone's account and she was saying this is why you these are the reasons why you're poor that was the first thing on oh, the screen <laughs> that thing and, I gotta go find that. you know what i'm saying and it's so funny because i realized that and people have been saying this around clubhouse and i actually realized that too recently that when you actually tell people what they are what they think they are because they may not be that but when you tell them what they think they are they're going to be more curious to now open it or find out why they're not that and that's <laughs> good i'm writing that down because that's going to for surely my head no, that's great it is because I, I even did it on my email list recently i said the stuff that i actually posted this one time i think i posted like a week before then I resent it to the unopened messages, the people who I didn't open the email the first time. And I changed the subject title and I said, do not open this email if you don't have a business or website. Guess how many people opened it? How many? <laughs> the, last like time I, the last time I checked, it was like 20 people. <laughs> I was like, what? You guys, because I just, it, and it played a big thing in my mind. That's why when people say don't open this and you open this, it's just to tell it's like a reverse psychology kind of thing and it does it's work. It's like with the kid in the cookie jar. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't go in there. Don't go in and they're there. Like staring at it. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's a real that's brilliant. Why haven't I thought of that? It's it's such a it's like a plot twist in a plot twist. And that's that's what caught my attention. And the person was like, This the reasons why you're poor is because you're buying so much Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's literally. Yeah, 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 that's, me. that's what she said, and then, and then I I commented and I was like, true, but that Chick Fil A still slaps though. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're still gonna see my car go to the 
<laughs> exactly and people are commenting on it people are liking it you know and i like um pinterest because there are two sections where you can actually like there's a like section and then towards the right there's something that says helpful so it's like a it's like a review or an amazon kind of vibe like you know if you see like let's say i talk about something and someone comments and then that comment is like adding value to the post and someone taps on the helpful and i tap on it that makes it too helpful that means that that video is even more important and that pushes the algorithm up. Oh, that's great. Is that kind of in the section where they can say if they've tried it or not? Like No, that's I, I, that's right in the comment section of the pin. Oh. That so you can almost like rate the comment then. You can exactly. It's like rating a comment. There you go. That's that oh, I got to go find that. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I wish you could do that on other stuff too. <laughs> like no make this disappear exactly swipe yeah (laughs) so it's it's very true and i think if you also use that technique with your with your career with your industry and you tell this is why you can't sleep good at night you know they'll open they'll be like oh yeah it's true my back hurts and then you give them that resolution now when you think about doing that from a business marketing perspective and doing it creatively, how do you think that's going to incorporate into what you're already doing? I mean, I'm someone who's like not not afraid to try stuff. I'll do it. I might panic on the inside or like panic within my house and like not show it. You know, I might move to a whole other state and not know anybody and be like, oh crap, what did I just do? <laughs> but I love learning stuff like that from people who know what they're talking about because you know i feel like you guys do what i do you just like see what comes through you're like oh that's a smart idea oh that's working oh that's not working so much and then you just tell other people about it and that's one of the things i love about clubhouse really is finding people like you who are so willing to share and just like teach people and then that only does good things for you and for your business because you're you know you're building that rapport with people you're sharing you're being helpful um, so yeah, I think if I were to try some of those titles, I do feel like it would get people to open stuff up because just like you said, that reverse psychology, that switch and it would be like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, for, I'm definitely trying that. Exactly. And I, and the, the best thing about emails or just social media is that people think it's such a hard thing. Social media is when I think is only 10, 15 years old, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a teenager. You know, so, but we're treating... I think 2011, 2012 was when stuff really picked up. And I, so I was doing some research recently and I was seeing when all of these social platforms were like born. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh wow, it hasn't been out for that long. Exactly. But we're treating these things like they're old, psyche, crazy, nymphomaniacs. Like, it's so simple. And people say, oh, it's the algorithm. I'm like, algorithm sounds like algebra. It sounds like something you don't want to think about, but it's existing. (laughs) You know, but it's really you. It's really the content you put out. You can get 500 likes in one post and get two in another. And it's the same account. You're asking yourself why. It's because what you posted resonated and some don't. So if you realize what that disconnect is, it can make it helpful. Sometimes people just want to see your face. And then when they swipe across maybe two or three slides, the good thing with the carousel images is that your picture will show up again with the second or third image that you actually wanted to tell them. So when you're thinking about posting, it's not about what people are going to see. It's how they're going to experience that post as long as it's around for that period of time that it's actually hitting. Right. Yeah. And that's more for like Instagram, right? With the carousel. Yeah. And yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing because I, I heard that if you have a carousel of images, it shows the person once. If they don't interact with it, it shows them again. If they don't interact, it shows them the next one. So it's really cool because it's almost like, I've noticed that Netflix and Hulu and those, especially Netflix, they'll post one image of a video or of a show. And then, you know, two months, three months later, it's got a different image. And I'm always like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I already looked at that and decided I wasn't going to watch that. But that was really smart. <laughs> so I'm paying attention. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because they do. Have you noticed that? They yeah. Mm-hmm. They just make it, and it's the same concept. You know, put the same ad out, change the copy, or just change the headline, and it changes the experience completely. And mm -hmm. it's also about, like, A-B testing. That's what most people usually do, you know, with campaigns. And when you think about the digital marketing workflow system, you realize that, like you said, on Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, these things work differently for different people. And you may not need all the number of followers to create an effect because if one person can message you and actually ask for your services, then two people can ask for them. Three people can ask for them. Imagine if 12,000 people are asking for the resource. Are you going to manage all 12,000? No. <laughs> so nope. people are thinking about the big picture and they can't even focus on that one person who's actually interested. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's a really good point. It's almost like... I had a conversation this week with a friend and she was saying like, I know all the things to do with Instagram. I'm not just not doing it. And I'm like, well, tell me all the stuff that you find out because I'll do it because I've gotten that positive feedback from people that are like, I, look, I'm a huge introvert. No one believes me when I say that, but I'm a huge introvert. Like stuff like this is great because it's one-on-one, -on -one, but if you put me in front of like a group, I'm good, but I have to like manage my energy for the rest of the day. So you know, I don't love hearing or seeing myself on camera, but I've gotten over that. I've gotten over how I look. I've gotten over like what's in the background because I realize people care what you say and if you can help them and if they feel like they're seen and heard by you. And that's what I try to do in everyday life anyway. So, you know, getting the positive feedback, getting the comments, getting the DMs that are like, this was really helpful. Or that was really, you know, thanks for sharing. Thanks for doing that. That, you know, here's how you impacted my life. I was like, cool, I can get over myself and do a funny little reel and, you know, move on with my day because someone out there is going to care. And I almost feel like it's better to focus on that one person that you really want to help and think about what their problem is and put out a resource or put out something that's going to make them smile or make them feel seen or heard versus I want thousands or millions of people to be following me. Well, cool, but why? At the end of the day, like, why do you want that? Just for attention? Like, okay, but you could take that platform and really impact someone exactly you can definitely make an impact with the little that you have you don't need a lot to make a big impact you just need a little drop in the ocean and that that does a lot but most people are thinking too far without looking within and it just boils down to how they process and i love what you were talking about breathing you know with the digital thinkers united club shout out to tamara yeah. and fit with cj i wish we had a horn we need a horn i know like <laughs> Exactly. It's always on point. <laughs> and you know, you were talking about breathing, and I was actually in the gym when you were actually talking about that. And I tried it, and it was a huge difference. I was like, four seconds is a lot of time to actually breathe in. Like, by the third <laughs> yeah. second, you're like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> you know, but when you think about doing that consistently, it just makes you even feel better. So just let us know more about the breathing process when you also think about your health. Yeah, so the 
you know, this ties into what you were saying earlier about your last massage therapist that you went to, how they were asking you if you stretch. My thing is I've kind of experimented with myself and with my clients in the last year. And I had people focus and I had myself focus more on breath work versus stretching. And it was because of a friend of mine who's a physical therapist, Dr. Shannon DPT, I think on Instagram. And she was sharing that she did all this research to compare the benefits of stretching to not stretching or stretching before a workout or after a workout. And it really came to this like net, nothing was different. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, people stretch, but that wasn't taking care of the root cause. So breath work is where she puts her focus and attention. And that's where I started putting my focus and attention. And that makes a bigger difference. I've noticed with my, you know, small little bubble of myself and my clients, that makes a bigger impact than stretching. So if I kind of rationalize that in my head, and break it down on a really basic level, it, your brain and your body are tied together, like period, no matter what end of story. So if you can get your brain to chill out, your brain is going to tell your body then to chill out. And if you can do some breath work, you're, take, you're taking all of your focus just to being body aware in the moment, focusing on one thing only, and that's breathing. And it doesn't have to be this like woo-woo thing of meditation. It doesn't have to be this built up like you're going to sit there and breathe for two hours. No, just take 10 minutes a day. And my favorite breath work exercise, just because it's simple and easy for just about everyone, is to take a four count inhale, pause at the top, take a six count exhale, pause at the bottom and you know, wash, rinse, repeat for 10 minutes. So I just sit anywhere. I'll find um, a timer. Usually it's on my phone. I'll yeah. time myself for 10 minutes and I'll just sit there and breathe until the timer is off. So the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, three, four, five, six, pause. And it's just, that's what I'm focused on. And that's all I'm focused on. And it definitely gets my brain to chill. And then I notice that if I have a headache, if I have something I'm noticing in my lower back, whatever it is, if I've got pain or whatever, it will subside, if not completely, at least a little bit. So that's my kind of spin on why I do that and why I think it's important and why it's helpful. You know what's interesting about all this? Nobody really teaches you how to breathe. Right? You come out on day one, second one, and they're like, oh, they got this. <laughs> No, some of us need help. Many of us need help. Like, sure, we're going to be breathing, and it's just a natural part of what happens, but we get so many things of, so many pieces of input. In utero, when we're growing and being constructed, we're getting, you know, input from mom, input from the environment that mom is in. We come out, we're kids, we're growing up, we're in whatever kind of environment we're in at that point. And then you've got different stresses, maybe that you put on yourself, that other people put on you. Not to mention the actual physical things that we can live through, whether it's like a, an earthquake, a car accident, a fall, a surgery, whatever it may be. Like our bodies and our brains and our spirits are taking on so much every part of every single day. And yeah, we take for granted, whether it's this physical, you know, breathing being simple and taking that for granted or whether it's the social media piece and how we try to make all of that stuff more complicated simple is usually the way to go and everyone is like oh it's, it's got to be harder than that like this this is too easy that that's just not possible and it's like no whether it's breath work or digital marketing it's keep to the simple stuff keep to simple messaging keep the simple images keep the simple breath work like don't complicate it <laughs> exactly and most people should think about their 
health because if working out, running, jogging, walking, hiking, riding on a bike, you know, something that is actually taking your kinetic energy moving, your heart is going to react better. You know, sometimes when I love to work out, I look at my heart rate, see what's going on, the performance, is it weight loss, is it performance, is it just, you know, on the, on the brink, you know, like what am I actually feeling like so that even when I'm running too, I don't feel tired because it's all in the mind. You can literally think I'm tired and I can sleep on this couch for the rest of the day because I'm tired, <laughs> you know, <laughs> quote <Yeah>. unquote. <laughs> And I'm sure we don't even know a tenth about it. I mean, there are people that specialize in it, but that thing is super complicated, and I'm sure we've only just scratched the surface. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know you're in there. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. when we talked about this thing earlier, and what I love about this podcast is that we are able to really divert and also include things that are part of us, because I, I don't like to have this whole thing of oh who's next oh who's who's what question you're going to ask next because sometimes when you think about the experience of listening it's not only what you're asking or what you're being answered it's also why are we even talking about it in the first place and we talked earlier about you know how people massage they don't think there are different levels of massages <laughs> so yeah. so when you think about the ones that people actually want to go for because some people just like to try some stuff, you know. So how how do they get to know the differences and make sure they make the right decisions? Because some people may get surprised. They may have a happy ending. They may not, you know. Mm-hmm. So now they, they may want to, they may not want to, but couples massage, whatever it is, how does that play in the role of really choosing the right place to go and also being comfortable with that space when it's happening? Yeah. Um, my number one piece of advice is to ask around for a referral from someone that you trust. And that's how most massage therapists get their practices built up. They work on someone, what, you know, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a daughter, maybe it's a husband that's like, oh, I should go have that done. Like, who was it that you went to? So that way you're already vetting the person through like level one maybe that maybe the person that you're asking wanted something different than what you wanted maybe they wanted more of the chill relaxing swedish massage and you want someone to get in and do a little more specific work like trigger point therapy the nice thing is is as i'm throwing out these words people can google them people can go and see online you know what is it that she's actually talking about you can do that from someone's website too maybe they list like i do these four different kinds of massages for different kinds of modalities, but they don't explain what it is. You can highlight it, Google it, you can ask friends, you can ask, maybe you're seeing a chiropractor or a physical therapist. So that's kind of round one. Get a, get Ask your people and try to get a referral from them, someone that they already trust, someone that you trust and who that person trusts. Two would be to search online and kind of educate yourself a little bit more Um, I'm also the kind of person that will even go drive past the place and see if I feel good about, because I'm, you and I are, we were talking about this in one of the rooms that we had. We're like gut intuition kind of people. Yeah. So I will like absolutely go drive by a place and be like, do I get a good feeling? Yes, no. And then I'll base my decision from there. Mm -hmm. If you're able to, that's, that's huge. 
But uh, yeah, so knowing, asking people, searching online, and then even from there, or maybe at the beginning, you can kind of put this in wherever, being aware of what it is that your body's telling you. And that's something that takes a little bit to, to hone. It's a skill that you have to improve on and work on. But if you're like, I have a headache, I know I have a headache, or so-and-so told me I have carpal tunnel syndrome, maybe I can find someone that can help with wrists, hands, arms. So understanding what's going on with you, asking people, and then looking online, those are usually my three. And then if you want to do a drive-by, you can try it. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one, yeah. you know, because that way they're able to you know, be more intentional. They're able to be more yeah. helpful with their process and that also gives them confidence because you want to go back. You you definitely want to go back, yeah. but you don't want to go back to the wrong place either. Right. You don't even want to go to the wrong place in the first time. <laughs> <laughs> if you can avoid it, do it by all means. Exactly. There's things to look forward to. So having a, a licensed massage therapist Weirdly enough, the state that I'm in doesn't require massage therapists to be licensed. And what that means is the person went through school, they graduated, they were able to you know, have good grades and graduate, and then they went on to take a board exam, and then they applied with the state, and they got a license. So that person had to jump through a few hoops. What they do here is someone can go to a massage school, or someone could just be like, I'm a massage therapist, and I'm going to go register with the state. So they're registering with the state, which is different from being licensed by the state. And I believe Vermont might be the only state that does that. There may be a second state. I've, I haven't really clarified that yet. Okay. But making sure on a website or once you arrive at someone's practice, do I see a license? Do I see something that's a, like a certification that looks legit? Maybe you can, you can actually also too, this is a good point, with the states that have licensing, you can go online and type in like find a massage therapist or massage therapy board. Usually those two phrases will get you to the right place. And you can type in, you know, say you found like Sally, whatever down the street, you can type in her name and the location that she's at. And if you don't see her pop up on there, you may want to be like, hey, Sally, are you licensed? <laughs> like, do you have any? <laughs> right. She may have been licensed at one point and might've been taken away from her. Or she may just never have been licensed in the first place, and that's where you should have, if not a red flag, at least a yellow flag. <laughs> something. You know, something. Like, Ex warning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I love the fact that all these things tie back together, and it all boils down to your website. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all comes back. It all comes back. And that's just the beauty of every business, because... In the world we live in, we may not know everything, but the things that you tell us on your website is what we expect when we have a conversation with you, you know, and people don't really see that. That's kind of like your resume in some way, but people don't really take it that way. They just paste anything and then expect people to react this, the way they expect them to. And it's like, you didn't tell us, <laughs> you right. know? Right. You didn't, you didn't like prime anyone for that. The, uh, one of the things I like to emphasize too is, and I'm sure you know way more about this than I do, but just having your website be that first touch point of someone getting to understand you. And for massage therapists, a lot of times we like to put all of our credentials, like I went to these schools and I have these certifications and I took continuing education in this. And that's cool. But at the end of the day, the client just wants to know, can you help me? And are you, you know, is this legal? Like, are you exactly. licensed? Am I going to a legit up and up place? Yeah. 
So getting those two things across and your personality, showing your face, having some of the wording that's about you, having maybe a few type of testimonials sprinkled in, like that's all good. But yeah, there's a lot of websites that I've seen out there that I'm like, we can improve those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even think the knowledge to know that these things are important are even in question. Because people think, oh, a website, I'll just go to GoDaddy. I'll just go to... <clears throat> and I'm like, yeah, go there. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, no one's stopping you. But when you get to that crossroad <laughs> where you're like, damn, I wish I, I learned this earlier. You know, yeah. you would have saved a lot of time. And not only time, when you get indexed by Google, you start to have a better authority because people are able to trust your website because it's secure. And people don't see that. I would never put a credit card on a section that says not secure or that doesn't have a padlock on it because mm -hmm. people don't see those things. They just think, oh, padlock. Yay, it's locked. You know, you don't really, <laughs> you don't know what is going on. So with massage therapy, too, is this something that they are aware of when it comes to the practice? Because you mentioned, yeah, you have to be licensed. Yeah, you need to be very much in this space to actually experience the full um, service and also give that service back but to be found they don't tell you you need google my business they don't tell you you need a clear indication on your website you, you need to have a clear keyword you need to have a search engine that's referring people that's near me in quote back to you but do they see that do they do they see the importance of those things at all massage therapist is yeah it, is that who you're... i don't know it's kind of a mixed bag the, the websites i've seen that are good are really good and I like my website and I feel like I've had other professionals come in and help me. Okay. Excuse me. But I don't know that all massage therapists understand that. And I'm, I'm, so it's kind of like a mixed bag. It's like 50, 50. Uh, this actually is giving me a really good, good, uh, blog post idea that I can then go post on Pinterest because I talk about it on social media about showing your face about things like securing your website. But I mean, there's things I don't know. There's things I'm learning and I'm always learning about websites and things are always evolving too. So just keeping people like you close by, it's like, all right, what else do I need to know? So, I mean, website design is one of the things that massage therapists in general, we're kind of tight with our pocketbooks and we only really want to pay for stuff if it will further our skill set, our business, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think web design is one of the things that, that's a little bit overlooked as far as things that we think we might need to pay for, but what massage therapists need to you know, tap into maybe if you're not able to pay for it, maybe you can find someone who can do a good job that'll trade with you. Yeah. And and I've seen too many people do trades with people that don't follow through. Like I'm supposed to be on the website right now and I'm not listed on that website because someone is trading for that service. Wow. So it's like, yeah, it can kind of be maybe not the best option and maybe you should just pay for it straight up but if you're gonna trade i guess my point there would be maybe vet them a little bit too and make sure that they're gonna stay on it and make sure that you're gonna be on it with them yeah. make sure they're explaining stuff to you because that's what i did with my website i did a partial trade for mine meaning i paid some and i gave it a massage for the other part of what was due mm -hmm. and I, he was great. He kept me like in the loop every step of the way. I knew what I wanted to say. I knew what I wanted it to look like, but I just didn't know how to make it happen. <laughs> so I'm like, take everything from here. I'll put it on paper. You make it happen online. Exactly. And he walked me through every step of the way. So that way I was learning because I wanted to know what to do if he weren't in the picture and he's not. And I was able to completely update my website. I was able to move. 
my boyfriend learned some stuff about SEO last year since we had a little free time. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but keeping professionals close, whether you pay or trade or partially trade, like it's huge, and I think it is overlooked for the most part. And I wish it weren't. And that's one of the things that I'm like, show your face, do this. Here's a couple of easy things, and it doesn't have to be hard. Again, like keeping it simple. Exactly. People think too hard about a funnel, and yet it's just an email. I mean, it's like give them something so they want to sign up and then keep talking to them, stay consistent. Exactly. Even if it's a short little like, hey, you know, I've had a busy week, but I wanted to say hi, boom, there you go. Exactly. Sometimes I do that with my email list and I'm like, I'm not selling you anything. I just wanted to say, hey, and I did that, I think, towards the end of last year because last year was rough for everybody. And and some people responded and they were like, I was just about to unsubscribe, but I saw it was you. And I was like, so thankful to know that you still care. And I was like, huh? It's like <laughs> you get slapped and you're told sorry right after that. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Why would you say that? But I really, that's why I like emails because you don't know what to expect. You just you give, you give them what you feel and they give back what they felt and that's what makes that's what makes the conversation keep standing you know absolutely yeah and i think to your point the ones that are more personal are more just like hey i'm sharing a thing or here i found this or here's what's going on with me what's going on with you that's that's the gold part you being a human and trying to connect with other humans and like having that happen in return and every once in a while you sell and that seems to be like the best strategy to go with just be a person just write like you're writing to a friend say hi you don't have to say here's my package for the month here's my special for the month here's like the oil of the month just be like hey what's going on exactly and i learned this thing from neil patel too um before we close and he said that you need to ask nine sorry scratch that you need to give nine times and ask once you need to give nine times and ask once and think about that in emails think about that in posts if i want to give you nine different posts about why pinterest is important or why massage therapy is needed by the time i'm asking you for something you would feel like damn what else is out there <laughs> you know <laughs> right you're like oh okay i guess i need that yeah exactly and and i think that's the beauty of social media because you don't think of everybody as a client and once you start doing that you become a, like a prey you become like you know like that scar <laughs> you become you become something that people are like i don't want to work with you i don't know you i just don't like your vibes and clubhouse is perfect because you can literally tell someone's energy as soon as they speak it's a weird yeah. feeling but it happens every time and i'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> and you hit that little like piece out leave quietly <laughs> quietly <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah Brittany, you have been amazing today i just love the the talk i know we haven't touched on your classes and i want people to know exactly what they can do how they can get in and how they can contact you yeah sure thanks for giving me that opportunity this has been so much fun i like i just love talking with you i feel like i could just talk to you all day long <laughs> um, so too. the classes <laughs> I teach, I haven't figured out if I want to call it foam rolling class or self-massage class, but you bring your foam roller, lacrosse ball, or tennis ball. It's virtual. And I have two classes a week. So we do Tuesdays. This is all Eastern Standard Time. So we do Tuesdays noon to 12 to 1230. Trying to pop that in when people have a lunch break or a break between meetings or something. 
Um, that one's ten dollars, and then we've got Sunday four to four forty-five p.m. again Eastern Standard Time. That one's fifteen dollars. I have it listed on my website, which is brittanyhersberg.com, and I'm sure we'll put that in the show notes with my fun, complicated name. <laughs> and then Instagram, I am the letter B dot here underscore, so B dot H E R E underscore, and there's a link in my bio that has the class sign up. Awesome, awesome! Wow, you're amazing. Yeah. The classes that you're teaching, awesome. you're welcome. You have that wealth of knowledge that I think people should definitely pay attention to. And if they get in contact with you, they should definitely ask all the right questions so that you can give them yeah. all the right answers. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's really casual. So people get to ask everything throughout the class. I come in prepared with a plan, but I'm always willing to pivot if someone has a question. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to connecting with you on Clubhouse. Sounds great. Thanks. You're welcome.